Hello, welcome to the Bomb Shelter. I'm your host this episode, Jay McDowell, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Kevin Chum. Yay! Yay! This is a very special episode, part one of oh, two yes. very special episodes, as we are celebrating Marjo Madness. Yes, Marjo Madness, Marjo Gortner. Marjo Gortner. You may ask what Marjo Madness is. This is... Uh, our non-athletically inclined take on March Madness. Yep. Except we're going to celebrate all that is Marjo Gortner. And <laughs> this time, in, in episode one of two, we are going to take on 1976's Food of the Gods. More frightening than his War of the Worlds. More imaginative than his time machine. Now, H.G. Wells' masterpiece of science fiction, The Food of the Gods. The terrifying tale of man fighting for his life against an ecology gone berserk. This is the last chance for an unsuspecting world against harmless animals and insects made huge and vicious by the food of the gods. Marjo Gortner. Marjo Gortner. Pamela Franklin. Ralph Meeker. Ida Lupino. H.G. Wells, The Food of the Gods, for a taste of hell. Rated PG. And there you have it, the trailer for Food of the Gods. Yep. Uh, this movie, it's loosely based on a portion of uh, H.G. Wells' novel, The Food of the Gods and How It Came to Earth. Um, it's uh, got a pretty pretty respectable pedigree as yeah. far as these movies go. It was uh, directed by the one and only Bert I. Gordon, who was making his his initial uh, introduction onto the bomb shelter. Yep. Um, he uh, is known for making some so several movies involving large monsters and questionable special effects. Uh, the writers for this movie are technically H. G. Wells for part yeah. of it, and Bert I. Gordon, man yep. of many talents. The stars of the movie. Of course, we have Mr. Marjo, Marjo Gortner, Gortner as Morgan. It was nice to see him as the first listed as the Actually credits. Starring, yeah. 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 Not just he's in it, but he is the main guy. Yeah, yeah. The first name <clears throat> pop across there. Um, a lot of you probably know who Marjo is, but he was really prevalent in the 70s in, in a lot of the disaster movies. Yep. and uh, He was in things like Earthquake and Viva Knievel, which, pay attention, that might be coming up somewhere. Yep. Um, eventually American Ninja 3, Blood Hunt, Star Crash, and lots of 80s TV. Yep. Uh, we also have the, uh, I guess you kind of call her the love interest, well, the female lead at yeah. least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pamela Franklin is Lorna. Uh, she's been in such <laughs> <laughs> wonderfully named movies as Satan's School for Girls and The Legend of Hell House ah. and almost every TV series in the 70s. I was going to say... She looks really familiar, and I was thinking, well, probably from one of the million TV shows in the 70s she's on, but but I think it's actually Legend of Hell House that I'm picturing, like the main reason I'm remembering her face. Yeah, yeah. I When I was looking up her stats in IMDb, it was like 
everything. You know? Yeah. Just just any show you could think of yeah. from the 70s, and she played bit parts on it. Is she, is she one of those, like, one episode on this, one episode on that? Like, not reoccurring it, characters? Yeah, and sometimes two episodes of the same show, but, like, yeah. a year apart. And different, character. different characters. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, we have Ralph Meeker, who plays Bensington, the <laughs> jerk of the movie. Yeah. Um, I really I didn't recognize him from anything, but I mean, I know his stats say that he started acting in 1951 and went on to 1980, so that yeah. was quite a long time. And he did a lot of movies and, and TV uh, in the 70s, uh, character parts, and yeah. Ironside, and Room 222, and Police Story, things like that. Yeah. Uh, we have the the only other name other than Marjorie Gordon that sounded familiar until I looked at her stats and yeah is Ida Lupino. Uh, she plays Mrs. Skinner and she had an even longer career. She's an actress <laughs> from 1931 to 1978. Wow. Uh, primarily TV work later on in her career. She had character parts on Charlie's Angels and Columbo and the Streets of San Francisco. So yeah, she's probably familiar if you watched a lot she, of she she definitely like familiar to me but i definitely couldn't place her yeah the name was the the thing that stuck out but uh we have belinda belaski who plays rita or she's thomas's wife we'll get to thomas in a second yeah uh she has been in pretty much most of <laughs> joe dante's films okay uh she was in piranha she's in gremlins gremlins 2 the howling uh, a lot of his movies. She was also in matinee and, as you can probably guess, seventies and eighties TV. Yeah, because like, apparently that's where they found all these people. all these people. Yeah, and playing Tom is Tom Stovall. Yeah, Rita's yeah. husband. And in looking at his IMDb page, he had a lot of seventies TV where the writers didn't bother to give him a name. Ah, it was like you know, just the man standing, yeah, yeah. style, you know, things like that. Whenever I see, I used to think this with kids, but whenever I see a a character in a movie or TV show whose name in that TV show or movie is the same as their actual name, I used to, I know this isn't true, but I used to always think like they were, they were too stupid to understand that they're acting. So the only way to make it work was to call them by their real name. Cause if you called him like Jeff, he would never look, yeah, he'd, he'd be like, who's Jeff? I'm he'd never Tom. respond. And they'd be yeah. like, they'd be like, Tom, that's you. Oh, you said Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my name's Tom. Okay. Here, All right. Let me, let me see your Fine. script. Your character. <laughs> okay. Your name's now Tom. I can't remember who it was. There was another, um, and, and his, I think his name was Tom. Another actor, like every movie he was in, his name it was, was his Tom. real name. He's yeah. just that dumb. Marjo must be smart. They never, he never played someone named Marjo, except for in his, uh, documentary, his documentary, which we'll talk about in probably yes. a little bit here. Yeah. We'll, we'll get around to Mr. Gortner. Um, uh, well, the details yeah. of the movie, the about. <clears throat> I, I lifted this from IMDb, and it really doesn't even go into the yeah. <laughs> insanity that we see on, on screen. Um, I quote from IMDb, A group of friends travel to a remote Canadian island to hunt, only to be attacked by giant killer animals which have populated the place. Yeah, that's pretty... It's very generic. Really generic and almost untrue in a way. Like, I mean... A group of friends, well, they weren't necessarily, I mean, they're not enemies, but they weren't just like some buddies from high school or something. Well, they're... actually, you had, at the beginning of it, you had Marjo, um, Brian, and I can't remember where the first guy yeah, was that, yeah. that died. 
but they were all because in this movie, Marjorie Gordon is a football player. Yeah, yeah. And and so his football playing friends, professional football. I'm assuming, yeah, they yeah. they they play for the team. The team. Yeah. There's no specifics. <laughs> they go to the island and they the play team, for the, a team. The team. The team. And uh, they, you know, they're they're buds, and then. Mr. and Mrs. Skinner, although we don't see them on screen together because Mr. Skinner meets his demise. Yeah, he dies pretty quickly. They're obviously a couple. And then Tom and Rita. Yeah. And Rita is very heavy with child. They're the Yeah, they're the Winnebago couple. Yeah. And then uh, Lorna and Bensington are work colleagues. Yeah. And so they are all kind of... Group to get you know yeah. all group. There's no just one single person. Yeah, really, that's true. So, but as far as friends, yeah, you know, maybe not. Um, and then it, it's just very generic, and you yeah, know, there's a lot more to by it. Giant killer animals. Well, technically, but yeah, really, there were only two animals. Well, three, three, you yeah, the giant chicken. Yeah, which we'll get to that too. Yeah. So, but it's always hard with these, especially movies like these. It seems like. I mean, if you if we were to describe Star Wars, I guess any movie really. I mean, if you're going to describe Star Wars, how do you really describe it without several sentences? I mean, yeah, I mean, you could just say like a generic one sentence, but then you would say, well, but there's really more to it. So I guess it's it's just hard to wrap up maybe any movie in just a sentence or two. Yeah, but eh. but they seem to do really bad a really bad job on some of these B movies. Yeah, <laughs> I think they just gave up after yeah. watching them. Yeah. Well, onto the movie itself. Um, basically, you've got, like we said, Marjo and his friends starting out, and they find out things are going wrong when one of the one of his teammates are attacked by a giant wasp. Wasp, and, yeah, and stung to death, and which is pretty gorgeous. This movie does have a, even though it's it's the raspberry red yeah. blood. There's a lot of of gore. Um, but it, not so much the amount, it's how long it takes. Yeah. You know, it's it's not just, well, <laughs> spoiler alert, the animals are giant rats yeah. that, that they end up fighting for most of the movie. Um, and when they attack, they attack in, in just droves. Yeah. And you, I think there's only one where it's one rat attacking one person. Yeah. And when they do attack, it's just it, they maul and maul and maul and maul. Yeah. And it's not just like a quick swipe or a quick bite. And then oh, they yeah. go, you know, and maybe show silhouette. And ah, you hear it, and then it fades. Yeah. It just, it just keeps going. On. This would be not a good little kid movie. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would say so. It it borders on 70s TV movie, but yeah. it did have a theatrical release. And there are a couple words in it. Nothing, yeah. nothing too much. Yeah, I don't know but, what it's rated, but there's not, besides a couple words and, of course, gore and scariness, I guess. Yeah. There's not a lot in it. I would imagine it probably would have gotten a PG back in yeah, the day. Yeah, I think so back then. So, but, um, so yeah, their friend gets stung by a giant wasp. By a giant wasp, and which the coroner determines, that because, of course, uh, Marjo, I'm gonna just call him Marjo. Yeah, not Morgan. That's his he name. just is Marjo. Uh, Marjo and Brian um, don't tell anybody what happened because they did see it. Yeah, and the coroner says, "Oh well, he he had to have been uh, stung nearly 200, 250 times. 250 times, I think. Yeah, and and it's like, well, did you see two hundred and fifty yeah. stings? I guess they all stung <laughs> in the exact same spot. Okay, now uh, yeah. it's your turn. <laughs> okay, now your turn. I drilled a hole for you. Yeah." So uh, 
Marjo decides you know, they need to go back and find out what's going on because they did come across Skinner's farm and yeah. found the the title you know the the title food food of the gods yeah it's like uh the creamy center of the earth is yeah. oozing out yeah it it kind of leaks from, from this one spot in this rock yeah and the skinners found out cuz they they have this farm and they found out that it it made the animals grow yeah. really fast and Baby animals. Uh, ba- the baby animals. Yeah. That's, that's right. Because the adult animals got... Get et. Mrs. Skinner says, I quote, et. They get et, <laughs> which is the past version of uh, eight, right? Or another way of saying it. I think it's Canadian. Canadian, okay. <laughs> uh, so hijinks ensue, and then uh, Bensington and Lorna show up, and they're, they're with like a, a biofoods yeah. type of thing, like a Monsanto thing. And they're there. They were called there to to see this. And then Mrs. Skinner's like, "Well, not without Mr. Skinner here." Yeah. And Mr. Skinner already met his. Demise. He's already dead. So the whole movie, she keeps saying, "You know, he when he gets here, or he'll be here." Yeah. Basically, and I'm he's not, not conducting any business until then. Yeah. And Bensington is a jerk, and he's you know trying to push her, try to you know sign off on it, and then he ends up trying to take some. Of this stuff, he he starts scooping it up and putting it in buckets and jars and stuff, and is going to yeah. take it back with him. And he tries to pull the "Oh, I'm doing it for the betterment of humanity, for the children." Yeah, as he says, and you know, and it's it's not. It's just he's greedy. Yeah, and he you know of course meets his end because of that greed. Yeah, but um, Lorna is a little more. I think she's actually a, a scientist of some sort, if I remember. It correctly. seems like it. Yeah, and. Then we've then we eventually run into the the unmarried um, couple because they make a big scene about about that. yeah she she does not want to get married and he does which yeah. is and she's very pregnant and yeah. why they went out on a <laughs> yeah on a, hey out. I'm really really pregnant about to give birth let's go on a camping trip let's go on a camping trip yeah with someone who obviously does not know how to operate the yeah. Winnebago <laughs> yeah and so they. Uh, You've got that, you know, thrown in there and that tension. And, of course, she goes into labor and gives birth. Yeah. And the baby is shown, and it's really weird. It's like, thanks, Bert. We yeah. really didn't need to see We understand what babies are. Yeah. So, basically, the rest of the movie just turns into surviving against the yeah. the rats um, horde, kind of yeah. trying to come in and eat everybody. And I guess, I mean, technically, they're... There should or could or should be other giant animals, but really rats are the main enemy. Um, but you do see wasps, and this one part you see chickens. Oh, and the maggots. Oh, and maggots. That's right. Maggots yeah. That, that Mrs. Skinner just allows to chomp on her arm. While she but screams. yeah, I mean the the food of the gods definitely can affect. It seems like pretty much any sort of anything that eats it. That eats, yeah, yeah. Because uh, as Marjo finds out early on, there are giant chickens in the yeah in the hen house. Yeah, and he fights for an extended amount of time the rooster yep until it finally uh, pitchforks it or something pitchforks it yeah that's right and then you hear it just fall over yeah but uh you know we go on and they they do eventually well marjo and the married couple and lorna yeah make it out and then uh as was the motif of these movies these these earth strikes back yeah movies of the 70s you know, it's oh well, we destroyed it all. We could only we shudder to think of what what could have happened, could have happened if happened. if this would have got out. 
And as it turns out, it does. Yeah, you see the uh, not. I mean, there's no spoiling spoiling it in this, but there's it. There's like kind of a flood, and the water kind of washes some of the F O T G food of the yeah. gods. But that's how they label the jars. Yeah. Um. It it kind of seeps down and you know gets run off, seeps down into a place where some cows are are drinking. Yeah. And then, and then it goes through their milk. And yeah. Then and then the end, we see the little kids, kids drinking, drinking milk. So and, and we assume they're all giant kids. Yeah. 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 Because they've been drinking a lot of milk. <laughs> yep. And then basically it's you know one of those kind of sting endings. Yeah. Of, oh, it should have been the the end question mark. Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> but the food of the gods, um, the actual substance at first, we were trying to think of what it looks like. Um, I mean, it looks like a million things, but I'm thinking gravy, possibly like like biscuits and gravy kind of gravy, the or, white gravy. Or at times tapioca. Yeah. Um, I was thinking maybe nougat before it kind of yeah. firms up in a Snickers. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I I don't think I would eat the food of the gods, but it looks kind of good. Yeah. Like I might kind of want to eat at it. At the end, it kind of looked like spoiled mayonnaise. Yeah, so that's no. true. <laughs> but when it when it's seeping out and it's like, oh, is this, it, it, is this like... Fresh nougat? I'm like, Fresh creamy filling. Yeah, maybe I'd eat it. <laughs> well, they, she, uh, Skinner said she couldn't get the chickens to eat it without putting it in their grain. But, yeah, yeah. But I guess, I guess the saving grace was that nothing would eat it on its own. Yeah. And, well, except the wasp. The wasp did yeah. um, eat it on its own. But the rats, they ate other food that... I think had been tainted. With I think it. so too. And then the cows, of course, ingested it through the water. Yeah, the chickens wouldn't eat it. On. So I guess that was kind of the 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 movie's way of going. This is why everything hasn't yeah. been embiggened on the island. Yeah, because nothing will eat it without it being mixed with something. And that's why, like, you don't have just a nougat bar. You have Snickers. It has nougat in it, it but it also has chocolate, yeah, peanuts, caramel. The chocolate and peanuts are the. Uh, the nougat delivery mechanism. Yeah, yeah. So, because <laughs> who's gonna eat nougat on its own? I'm. Except I think Kevin. I would. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that you know, that's the the rundown of the movie. the The plot is pretty basic. I mean, it's just it's survival. It's yeah. It's animal. It's nature's taking over animals. You know, and it's very heavy handed in its you know environmental message. Like yeah. a lot of the movies back then, where you had. You had earthquake. You had uh, prophecy. The exploding. prophecy. I was just trying to think the, of what the, was that one with Talia Shire. Yeah, yeah. The mutant bear and the exploding yeah. sleeping bag. Yeah, I think we need to watch that. One. We do. <laughs> I I learned first learned about that movie from not to get off topic, but from uh, a Stephen King book, and I always wanted to see it. And finally found out a video story on VHS when I was a kid. So excited to see it. Then it just was like, oh, it wasn't very good. When I was a kid, I was terrified of it because of the. The picture of the mutant baby bear yeah. on the cover, yeah, and so it, it terrified. It me. is scary. And then years later, I was looking at um, some other bad movie site, and they had a, a GIF yeah. of the exploding sleeping bag yep. part, and I was like, I've got to see this. Yeah, <laughs> so I did, and it was awesome. Yeah, it's it's a good movie in that way. It's just not a good movie in like in, in movie. It, it's not an actual good movie, <laughs> but it's a good movie for like what we do. But it, it it does go along the lines of this the same thing where uh, you know animals like Night of the Lepus you have the giant rabbits and stuff like yeah. that and it was very big in the seventies yep. and you know the environmental message you know, back when we had you know the the Indian crying the, the pollution yeah the woodsy owl and all that yep. so it was it was a big thing back then 
as far as uh, there's a few famous, well, not famous, uh, few well known, like we said earlier, you got Bert. I Gordon, yeah, who uh, Bert Ira Gordon. So actually, his name worked. Yeah, he was uh, you know A.K.A. Bert I Gordon, A.K.A. Mister B.I.G. He was wow. the first B.I.G. And judging by his movies, he was rather notorious. Yeah, I was gonna say, is he notorious? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and he uh, he unleashed more giant monster movies on Earth than one thought possible. Yeah, I mean they're just he he did. King Dinosaur, The Amazing Colossal Man, uh, beginning of the end with the giant grasshoppers yeah. crawling across the postcard of Chicago, <laughs> um, Earth versus the Spider, and then another uh, loosely based on the same H.G. Wells book called Village of the Giants. Village of the Giants. Basically, it was teenagers got a hold of it and okay. ate it, and then hijinks ensued. I haven't seen that one. I had, I think I need to. It's Yeah, it was one of the, uh, I think it was... A little bit after this mm. movie that came out, I can't remember what year. Uh, and it was the movie itself was distributed by American International Pictures, more commonly known as AIP, and they were known for cranking out these cheap movies really quick. Yeah, and usually Roger Corman was involved in it, for better or for worse. Yeah, but um, they basically they were one of those companies that they would make a movie really cheap make a lot of money off it and then to their credit they would funnel all that movie into their next or all that money into their next yeah. movie so they probably made some you know money off it but they they knew how to funnel and keep the keep those movies coming out at a steady pace yeah so good on them for that yeah <laughs> Um, the, the movie itself actually had a box office haul of a million dollars, and it was the most successful AIP release of 1976. So, not that bad. says something. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, it, it's it is a bad movie, but it's not that bad. I mean, it's not. The special effects are kind of what you would expect, and I mean, they clearly spent some time and money on. Well, they on kind doing of it. range from really cheesy to yeah. Not too bad. Uh, the wasps, of course, are horrible. Those don't look real at all. The superimposed yeah. ones, yeah, they don't look real. They're see-through. Yeah. And then when they do show them on the people, they're like obviously big plastic yeah, wasps. Yeah. I mean, like like foot-long wasps. They're huge. Yeah. But it's really fake. I mean, when uh, Marjo Gortner's fighting with one at one point, and he's he's just like arr, arr, yeah, and you're just tearing at it, and you see pieces of plastic flying off. Yeah. And the giant rooster, it yeah, was pretty obvious. It was a big rubber rooster head. They, yeah, they. I think what they've done, they kind of do a mix, at least with the rooster and the rats. They do sort of a mix of, um, what's it called when you kind of, when you show something, it's like a perspective thing where, you have. You think they did forced perspective on something? Well, no, not forced perspective, but you got two different overlaying, like superimposed, superimposed, yeah. Oh, okay. But then when some of the up close, you'll have what's clearly like. Like a, a large puppet head type thing for the or up a model. close like or a model. Yeah. A lot of the rat stuff, they had um, a model of the of the cabin, yeah. which was funny because it wasn't like a Lincoln log, like the the real life cabin was like a Lincoln log yeah. log cabin, and the model one it was obvious they just made a picture. Yeah, and and like it's like a model with with photos on it. Yeah, p- p- pasted on it. Or yeah, because there was no te- there was no um, dimension to them. It was yeah. just flat. It was just flat. And 
then uh, when the rats are eating the Winnebago, which I don't know how they went back to the, the yeah. Later on, Marjo says they got back to the Winnebago, repaired it, and drove off while the oh, rats yeah. were eating it. So yeah, I, I guess that. they didn't do any major damage. I guess not. Um, but it was obviously a Winnebago toy and rats yeah. crawling over it. There's a Winnebago or a Winnebago. Uh, <laughs> A toy jeep that you know just they would use miniatures, and and then have real rats play or eat or whatever yeah, around and it. run it on slow motion so they look like they were giant. Yeah, and it actually a lot of that came out pretty good. Yeah, there's only one scene where they superimposed a rat with an actor and it kind of it, yeah it kind of messed up because the rat ear turned invisible yeah yeah and but that was really the only one yeah i mean for that sort of special effect it was done about as good as about as good as you could do it I, yeah it was 76 yeah and if they made if a million dollars was the most successful yeah you know haul of that year they probably didn't spend more than yeah maybe 50 100,000 yeah I, I couldn't find the the yeah numbers on that but i could not imagine they spent that much yeah and the the only disturbing thing really for me oh yeah was it was really apparent that uh there were scenes where the actors were shooting shotguns at the rats and it was pretty apparent that the rats were actually being shot by a bb gun or by something by a bb gun or something something yeah cuz there was a lot of blood and there's a lot of rat meat flying around yeah at first i was hoping that they were doing something with like red paint and Carnage or, and straws and blowing them at the rats, but or they, overlays of you yeah, know, just going back in and manually drawing in. Yeah, but I think it was pretty clear that it was actually rats getting yeah, shot. Yeah, because they would fly, eyes are closed. They drowned a lot of rats. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the ASPCA was not involved yeah, in this. Make, I don't in think making so. this movie. We were saying that this may be the reason they started getting involved <laughs> in movies. Yeah, several several rats were definitely injured several, or killed. Several rats. Uh, so that was that was a little yeah disturbing distasteful because I actually like rats. I've had pet rats; they're nice. I don't like rats, but I still don't want them to get shot for a movie. You know, like it's yeah. one thing if it's pest control, but there's another thing where you you know sh- you ship in all these rats and then shoot them. Yeah. It's like well, they weren't supposed to be there anyway. It, it was kind of like I, I was telling Kevin. It's kind of like taking all the actors, yeah, and putting them in a in a movie where they get shot and actually shooting them. Yeah, and then saying, okay, well, yeah. the best way to do this is to just shoot it's you to really shoot you. Yes. So that was yeah. a little disturbing, but. All in all, not a not a terrible movie. Yeah. Um, very of its time. Yep. Um, with the message and everything, and the acting really even wasn't that bad. Um, Meeker's uh, Bensington character was a little over the top. Yeah. Um, he was so mean that um, you were rooting for the rats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he's so he's so mean that it wasn't even. Business was, smart to be how he was. He was, was just cartoon villain. Me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if he's supposed to be convincing someone to get into some sort of contract with him, it's like, well, you're the worst salesman ever. Yeah, don't go up and and berate them and belittle yeah. them, and then go and try and steal their stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and even Lorna mentioned that she's like, you know, you kind of maybe want to act human. Yeah. Around him, and he's like, well, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's just a bad so, guy. So yeah. So when he got eaten, it was it was, it was a good it was thing. a good thing. So. Um, so that's really it for the movie, um, and I it's didn't probably check the time, it so. is it is just right perfectly time for a break right now. Okay, so why don't so. we go ahead and do that, and maybe we'll come back and talk talk about the talk about our real theme, Marjo Gortner. Marjo Gortner, the man of the month. Yep. So we will be right back. See you in a minute. 
And welcome back to the bomb shelter. Yay. Our special Marjo Madness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that took a lot out of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just had a huge lunch, so we're kind of... Yeah, burritos are sitting heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the movie Food of the Gods. And right now we're going to talk a little more about... Uh, the star of the movie, Marjo. Marjo Gordner. Uh, Marjo Gordner. Yeah. And he's a person who's had an interesting life. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the first time I saw him, I just thought, well, I don't mean this in any mock- mockery way, but he's a little bit different looking and has an obviously a really odd name. He's got that huge fro lot of curly yeah. hair. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he's just an interesting character. And then if, the more you look into him, it's like, oh, wow, well, he's just, there's a lot to this guy. There's he, a lot of... Odd experiences He's he had. Not a terrible actor, but no. in the in the few things I've seen him in, he acts the same way. Yeah, he's always the same guy. Yeah, even if like in this movie, he's the hero. In when we get to Viva Knievel, of course, he's the he's not the bad bad yeah. guy, but yeah. he you know he plays kind of the bad part. And I think in a couple other movies, he's he's kind of the villain. Um, in Star Crash, he's just the the jerk. Yeah, he's supposedly <laughs> the hero, but that's up for debate. But he still plays the same character, and I wonder if he's kind of like you know, it's kind of like Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. Yeah, where they always just play Tom Cruise and Jack yep. Nicholson. Yeah, I wonder if he just plays Marjo Gordner, yeah. and that's it. If you need a Marjo Gordner, the best yeah. I got a guy for you. His I name is Marjo Gordner. Yeah. <laughs> Coincidentally, <laughs> <laughs> so um, at this point, though. Kevin's got a little more knowledge of him. Yeah. It, so I'm going to let him kind of helm this part. And it, yeah, I'm I'm by no means an expert. I just, I think I kind of experienced that, which is Marjo before Jay did. <laughs> so I came into it knowing a little bit more. He did introduce him. But really, him, so. it's not like I've read or written a book on him or anything. I mean, and even for right now, to be all on, to be honest, I'm referencing Wikipedia just for the, the dates and all that, because I don't remember stuff like that we off the top of my head. Notes. We have notes. So yeah, Marjo Gortner. Born January 14, 1944, in Long Beach, California. His actual full name is Hugh Marjo Ross Gortner. That is quite the mouthful. That's a long name. I mean, even the Marjo like gets my attention, but that's just one you of the You think he's names. got like an extra wide license, a driver's Maybe. license, with all, to fit the whole name Maybe. Um, but yeah, he's had, he had a very strange childhood. Um, he... He actually rose to fame at a really young age at, you know, around four years old. Mm-hmm. His parents basically, you know, spoiler alert, forced him to kind of become a child evangelist. Well, his his father, I guess, was an evangelical minister. Yeah, so they were already in the business. Yeah. But it looks, you know, again, I'm not reading something from their perspective, but it seems like they kind of used him as a prop to kind of gain popularity yeah, revivals and, stuff and apparently like millions of dollars as well that they gained off of well, the they, attention he they, got. They um, had him basically portrayed as a, as a child faith healer, right? Yeah. Yeah. He would, he would heal people. He would preach, he would perform weddings and all of this when he's just a, a really little kid, yeah, like four or five years old. Yeah. Can ba- barely, barely knows what they're talking about at that age, you yeah. know, yet he's, but basically they realized that he was great at learning, could mimic things. And they're like, well, you know, again, I'm speaking for them. I don't know. I I don't know them. They're not speaking here, but it looks like they basically took advantage of some natural talent this little kid had and basically said, okay, wave your arms like this, yell like this, you know, say this, say that. I guess he could, he could convincingly do this in front of large audiences. 
Um, so obviously now they said that the story was that he, um, got this ability through a vision he had while taking a bath, mm-hmm. but Marjo admitted late or not admitted cause he was the, a little kid at the time. He yeah. said later on that never happened. They just told me to say that that happened basically. Yeah. That's kind of messed up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there was even, there's even ac- accusations of like mock drownings and even beatings. Ooh. To, to kind of keep him in line and do what he was supposed to do. So well, not a good up. childhood. Actually, when I, as much as I laugh at Marjo Garner because of his movies, in general, his whole life, I kind of feel bad. It's like he had a really messed up childhood. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how you, I mean, my life's hard enough and I had a great childhood. I don't know how you grow up and have a normal life after yeah, something yeah, like that after after that kind of yeah mental abuse and physical abuse so he he grew up with that and exactly as you'd expect um like anyone who's part of a religion as as a kid at some point in your life you kind of decide for yourself like yes i like this or no i don't and he obviously for reasons apparent reasons didn't want to be involved anymore because to him it was all just a show that's what his parents had shown him so he kind of became sort of like a hippie type character hung out with like rock stars and that sort of thing um kind of lost yeah and then did his own thing yeah did his own thing and then eventually i think partially because of just needing money he went back to the one thing he was obviously really good at he made kind of a revivalist revivalist revival revival yeah (laughs) so he did that for a little while and then started feeling bad about like okay well now i'm again i'm putting words into his mouth but i'm kind of doing what my parents did you know i'm faking people out for money yeah so what he decided to do instead is he actually made a documentary called marjo and it was basically i've seen it i don't think you've seen it yet We'll, we'll watch it sometime um but basically, it kind of gives the history of all that we've just been talking about about him. And then the, the actual current day, you know, while it's being filmed, is about him going out, preaching, and kind of showing how fake some of that scene yeah, is. Yeah, he kind of did a backstage behind the scenes Yeah, thing. like, I'm going to go do this, and everyone's going to say that they got healed, but I'm just acting. And then he'll go out on stage, and he'll do something, and someone will say got, they got healed. And, I mean, he's just admitted that he doesn't even... You know, he's not even praying for them to get healed. He's just yelling and screaming and waving his arms. Yeah. yeah. You know, so um, it's a good documentary. It's It makes me feel even more bad for him. And it actually won the it, 1972 it won Academy Award for Best Documentary, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So it actually... So uh, it is a good movie. It's, it's a really interesting movie. Um, so let's see what else. Um, right after that, he it looks like he got into acting. Yeah. You know, some of his first roles. Um, yeah, early 70s, yeah. Early 70s, and yeah. Stuff. So, I mean, at least, if nothing else, it gave him a way to, you know, to transition into some way to make money. Because apparently he had a, some really tough times. Um, oh, by the way, he tried to sue, he almost sued his parents once he became an adult for all the money. Because oh, yeah, they didn't, yeah. they made, I think it was three, four million dollars off of him. Jeez. And I don't think he saw I any of that because he was... I think he was basically homeless for a while. I mean, he just didn't get in. Oh, man. So he was going to sue them and then, I guess, decided not to for whatever reason. But yeah, got into acting and was in not a ton of movies, but some really great B-grade movies. Yeah, that's um, that's where we kind of... So yeah, you, you go on Internet Movie Database. He's not in 100 movies. He's in maybe 20, 25, something like that. But, but they're all kind of... 
they're yeah they're they're, they're, they're almost all <laughs> movies we could do on this podcast yeah i mean i i think we definitely need to do american ninja 3 <laughs> oh yeah that one's great i've seen that one and uh, you know an earthquake and stuff like that it's that he just you know he was very much he was very prolific and very yeah. the movies are very much of their time yeah so yeah but he's uh, he's just an interesting character he's got a odd life and you know he makes some pretty goofy movies but behind all that there's sort of a sad story so he's just a really interesting character it looks like it, his career really slowed down starting in the 90s i think he was only in a couple things in the 90s and doesn't look like he's done anything yeah it looks like about 95 recently. was the last thing he did yeah so i don't know if that's on purpose or just he's not getting work anymore but um yeah oh one one other slight trivia on him he was married to the actress candy clark briefly or Very actually, briefly, like yeah, a year. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't even know it was a year. So yeah, there was that. Um, but anyway, I mean, I'm no, I by no means an expert on him. I would just say watch if you're interested in him. Watch the documentary that will give you basically everything of his life up until he right before he becomes like a Hollywood actor. Yeah. So yeah. really interesting guy. And again, not not a terrible actor. But, no, he's not bad. But uh, I do wonder if he because I I'd, it'd be interesting to see the documentary to see if he is basically playing Marjorie Gordon and everything he does. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to meet him. He's well, how old would he be? You do the are you you're better math guy than well everyone's a better math guy no, than no, me. No, I'm not. Okay, never but, mind. Um I could fake it. Fake it. Um, he was born in 1944. 44. Well, uh 70, 80, he would be 74. So he's fairly 74. old. Man, that's kind of sad. Okay. I was going <laughs> to say I'll never you know, he's probably not going to be in much else cuz he's just too old to be in things at this point he maybe may, he may surprise us yeah I mean, come make another documentary or something like that <laughs> marjo to the later years yeah so there you have it um going back to the movie yeah uh let's run over the good and bad and the ugly yeah so uh i guess just one at a time good uh, yeah good uh let's see the effects, the effects really weren't. The effects are good. They, I mean, they're again, there were some that weren't that great, but they, uh, the parts with the rats were were actually really good and yeah, really worked well with the people. Even though the the giant rats, the uh, the uh, like puppet head puppets, ones, yeah, were a little off. Yeah, they still. They looked enough like a real animal, if not yeah. a real rat, to, yeah. to pass. So, I, yeah, I think the effects, the effects yeah. made it pretty good. I agree. And I think just overall, it's a really, you know, again, for our the world that we're speaking of here in this podcast, it's really, really entertaining. Like, yeah. I didn't get distracted. I didn't, you know, start thinking about something yeah, else. I didn't fall yeah. asleep. It was... It's a fun movie to watch. I could watch it again yeah, easily. I think that that's the important part with most of these movies that they at least be entertaining. Yeah. So we can definitely entertaining. You know, at, at least not want to bang our head against the door. Yeah. You know, as, <laughs> as we've Mac had a couple and, like Mac that. Mac yeah. wants me to do. Yeah. So um, okay, bad. So bad. Um, eh, wasn't anything really horribly bad? Although I, I don't know if he was just played up that way but but bensington was just yeah to the point of being annoying yeah like if if the rats didn't kill him then i think i would have if i were in that movie yeah yeah i would have taken a shovel to him yeah because he's just a really really bad guy just and and stupid bad 
Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, like bad for the sake of being bad. It's like when the when the at, before he got it. Yeah. When the rats are coming, Marjo had thrown all of the the food. Yeah. Out and broke it up and was just in a fit of rage. And of yeah. course, Bensington wouldn't do anything. Yep. And so then the rats are coming and and Gortner's like, get in the house, come on, get in. And yeah. he's over there trying to scoop some up still. Yeah. And then he gets eaten. Yeah. And it's like, well, your own, I mean, I guess it's supposed to show, you know, your own stupidity and your greed. Yeah, yeah. But it was just really dumb. Yeah. But yeah, that was the only part where it was like, he was annoyingly bad yeah. guy. Maybe done, maybe a little bit too bad for, yeah. for the movie's own good or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So. And ugly. ugly. There's kind of lots of ugly, like all the creepy animals, I guess, in that well, way. Well, the, the apparent, I would have to look and see, yeah. But it looked apparent that the rats were being shot. And yeah, kind that's. Of, and I'm not a huge, you know, I mean, I love me a good steak. And, yeah. And not opposed to to eat mean stuff. But when it's just. Um, for entertainment. Killing for entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah then it kind of. It yeah. Kind of, you draw a line at that. And yeah. it's kind of distasteful. Yeah. You're taking rats that, you know, again, you don't want rats wild rats crawling i mean if you have a pet that's one thing but you don't want just an infestation of rats in your well, house and these but but you don't bring the rats to your house and then get mad and start shooting them well and if it's done like it is now those are are actually rats that are bred they are yeah your your normal rat that you get at a pet store they're usually white they're usually uh, uh or white or black um the ones that i always had they I had one that was blonde and white, one that was black and white, mm. and they would have it like a cape or spot or something. Yeah. And the head's usually black, and they've got a cape on the back. Yeah. The rats they're showing here look like your regular old sewer rats, but they do breed them, the brown rats, for movies. Okay. You know, like in, in uh, Indiana Jones Last Crusade. Yeah, yeah. You know, those were all bred for that particular part. Yeah. But still, it's kind of like, yeah, but you went and you shot them you yeah. know, and, and showed it all, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it probably could have been done in a different way. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, I agree. That's definitely true, yeah. So that would be the only... I don't know that I would watch this movie again it's yeah. just because of that. Yeah. So, but seeing... Which, you know, segues right into the... <laughs> what do we recommend watching? Yeah. Um to check it off the the bad movie list, yeah, yeah, I definitely recommend it. And you watching, this is a real weird thing to say, but you watching it, obviously, the rats got shot. It happened. Um, you watching or not watching it doesn't make that doesn't change it. true or not. Yeah. But then again, you Since can. It was forty something years ago. <laughs> this is way beyond a podcast, but that that line of thinking can take you to really bad places. But it's a goofy movie. It exists. It's a famous bad movie. You should, if you want, if you like movies like this, you should definitely yeah, at watch least, it. Yeah, at least give it one shot. Yeah. I wouldn't, well, shot, that was probably a poor yeah. choice of words. At least give it one viewing. Um, I wouldn't really recommend it with kids, though, because oh, no. that would be a little little traumatic, maybe. Yeah, little kids, kids would, I mean, it, it it upset me, the getting shot part upset me as an adult. The little kids are going to get upset by that, plus the rats eating people, all of, it's going to be yeah, pretty scary for a little scary kid. stuff, so yeah. Yeah. So, but otherwise, yeah, give it a shot. Give it, there you go again. <laughs> give it a watch. Give it a view. And, uh, and then move on. Yep. So, so yeah. Food of the Gods, part one of Marjo, Marjo Madness. Madness. So, um, which hopefully there'll be many years of Marjo. Madness yeah. We've, I mean, we've looked at his kind of his, his the filmography <laughs> and we're thinking, oh, we could do several years of this. 
Yes, there are quite so a few movies good. to do. In fact, my favorite so far that I've seen Marjo movie, we're not even doing this year. Maybe next year. But um, having said that, um, yeah. I think that's about it. Um, if you enjoyed this, um, you've most likely at this point in our <laughs> career found us at on YouTube at Valley Lodge Productions. Yep, the one and only place so far. The only one and only place. <laughs> Someday, hopefully, maybe, you'll find us somewhere else. But Still for now, working on that iTunes. Yes. Um, but if you'd like to contact us, the easiest way would be to email us at valleylodgeproductions at gmail.com. And please do, because our inbox so far is filled with, hey, this is what you could do with your, yeah. with your YouTube account, or this is what you could do yeah. with your Gmail account. And it's like, it'd be nice to actually have a real person say, yeah. hey, your podcast is really cool. Yeah, or even, I hate it. Well, at least someone wa- someone watched it or listened to it. Yeah, well, delete it, but, yeah. you know. yeah. Definitely. So. And s- send back a really nasty email. There you go. Find your address by, you know, <laughs> searching online and then hunt and show up at your house yeah. and sicken a, a yeah. giant rat on you. But do it anyway. There you go. So, um, well, if you enjoyed this also, then you could also listen to our next episode, which will be coming up soon. Part two of Marjo Madness. Marjo Madness. And it'll be an awesome movie, of course. Oh, yeah. So there you have it. All right. Bomb shelter. Marjo Madness. Goodbye. See you.